Helping your tenants stay cool in a heat wave is just good general customer service, and it's in your best interest to help them maintain your unit and their health. Because the more they spend on running their air conditioning each month, the harder it is for them to make rent. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hey there, landlords, and welcome to Episode 9. You wouldn't know it from looking out our windows right now, but it's springtime. (laughs) The rainy, cool weather has paid us yet another visit here in the Bay Area, but warmer weather is on the way. In a few weeks, spring will be turning into summer, and in most areas of North America, it will be heating up fast. In California, where our rental properties are located, It's not uncommon to see temps go over 100 degrees in the summer months. Do you remember last year? It was in June or July, and we were heading home from Sacramento, and the temperature inside the car on the... the, Well, outside the car. Inside the the car, car. (laughs) we'd be in trouble. Uh, We're at 117 degrees. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure how accurate that was, but I'll I'll tell you, it wasn't too far off. Well, yeah, even if it was 10 degrees off, it's still pretty hot. Crazy. Well, regardless of where your rentals are, it's always a good idea to be proactive and give advice to your tenants on how best to prepare for these hot spells ahead. Laws regarding temperature minimums for rental properties have long been in place, meaning rental units must have heaters. And now new regulations for maximum temperatures in units during warmer months are on the table in many states, which means at some point you may be forced to install some level of air conditioning in your rental units. Yep. And so as of right now, there's only two states that mandate air conditioning. If your rental properties are located in Nevada or Arizona, you must provide air conditioning in your rental properties to cool the inside temperature during those hot summer months. And I believe Arizona takes it one step further and says that it has to be able to cool the interior of the unit to 20 degrees less than the outside temp. But if you consider that temps in Arizona can easily be, say, 109 degrees, 89 degrees is still pretty damn hot for inside of a unit. Texas has a law that states if extreme heat affects a tenant's health, then a landlord must provide air conditioning. No other states at this time have laws regarding your rental unit having to have air conditioning, but keep your eyes and ears open because many states are now considering ways that they can implement it. Yeah, it's definitely on the horizon. Yep. With temperatures on the rise each year, more and more states are definitely looking into requiring the maximum temperatures allowed in a unit. Also, if you have a tenant with a medical condition and they request air conditioning, 
By fair housing laws, you must make a reasonable accommodation to install AC. It's treated in a similar way as the fair housing law is for support animals. Yep, it, it is. A reasonable accommodation in this case would be, let's say, one window unit in one room or by providing a stand-up unit that vents out a window. Yeah, we have one of those. They work pretty good on those hot nights. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if your unit already has air conditioning installed, and here's the key, unless it is otherwise stated in the lease, it is your responsibility to maintain that unit and keep it in good working order. If you don't want to deal with it, you don't have to. This is where addendums come in handy. Just like a landlord might leave a washer and dryer in the unit for a tenant to use, they can state that in the lease that repairs on non-essential appliances are the tenant's responsibility to maintain and repair. I will also say that we do not recommend this. Air conditioners can be expensive to repair and to replace. If you leave maintenance and repairs up to the tenant, you lose all control over the quality of the parts and the workmanship, and at some point, when that tenant moves out, you may find yourself having to either dump it or replace that air conditioner. If you are taking responsibility for repairs and your unit fails, regardless of why, as with the heater, a landlord typically has two to five business days to get it repaired. And depending on your state laws, you might have to make an effort to provide alternate accommodations like bringing in a freestanding unit or pay for the tenant to stay in a hotel until you can remedy that issue. So with that being said, this is why you need to start now on getting your HVAC tech out there to check and service your units. We usually get this done sometime in March or April, and this year we waited a little too long. After a very wet and cool winter for us out here, we're not complaining, we really need the water. Nope. We had a hot spell a couple weeks ago that kind of snuck up on us. It gave us a quick reminder that summer was on its way, and when we called to set up an inspection appointment, our tech was booked two weeks out. Still not too bad, but it will get a lot worse as time moves on. Now, there are some things you can do on your own to check your units before your HVAC guy comes out. Or girl. That's true. If your units include window air conditioners, you can increase efficiency by ensuring the seal between the window and the air conditioner is not leaking. Over time, moisture can damage the seal, causing it to leak. Make sure that nothing is blocking the unit's airflow, like bushes, fallen leaves. This applies to a full home or an independent unit. Yeah, the window unit or like the freestanding one outside. Right. Okay, so when your HVAC tech arrives, they're going to need access inside the unit to check the thermostat and make sure that the airflow is working well. They're going to need to check the unit for refrigerant, evaluate the condensing unit. They're going to check the ductwork to make sure there's no leaks and the general age and efficiency of the unit. And air conditioners are much like cars. The older they are, the less efficient they become, and sometimes they just need to be replaced. That reminds me, the AC works fine but we might need to replace the vehicle that surrounds it in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm aware of that. I'm going to have to put, put old Jezebel down. For homes near the ocean or coast, the salt can corrode the aluminum coils, causing the unit to fail when needed most. 
And if you've ever tried to contact an air conditioning tech to service a failed unit during a heat wave, then you know you will likely be waiting days, if not weeks, for that maintenance call to arrive. We have been there. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk a little bit about ceiling fans now. We know there's a lot of landlords out there who despise having ceiling fans in their rental properties, but they're a really inexpensive way to cool the room regardless of if your rental unit has air conditioning or not. Let's start first with installation. I used to own a lighting store way back when, and you need to know there are special fan boxes that you can have an electrician install in place of the standard J-box or junction box that was installed for a lightweight ceiling fixture. Those are made to support wires only, not heavy fans. These fan support boxes extend and attach between the two ceiling joists, giving the box the support needed for a heavy ceiling fan. And don't worry, they have remodel versions of these that don't require that your ceiling has to be opened up. A skilled professional electrician or contractor should be able to install one of these in no time. Installing a ceiling fan is no easy feat. If you do not have experience with this task, leave it to the professionals, especially if you're installing a fan that includes a light kit. I am experienced in fan installation and it still can take me a couple hours to get one hung and working correctly without a wobble. Yes, but you do a good job. Thank you. I try. (laughs) So why install ceiling fans? Well, the circulating air will help by drying perspiration and making your tenant feel cooler. Most people can tolerate the thermostat setting a little higher when they feel cooler, and this is a nice, low-cost way to keep your tenants cool during the hot weather. Does it matter what direction the fan blades turn? You betcha. (laughs) Sorry, was watching Fargo the other night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, is that useful to you? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Love that movie. Okay. Nearly all ceiling fans have a switch located on the side of the housing to let you change the direction of your blades. Why? Because setting the direction of the blades will help you control the temperature in your home. So you can save both on cooling in the summer and then heating cost in the winter months. During the summer months, you want the fan blades to spin counterclockwise. When the blades spin quickly in this position, It pushes the air down and creates a cool breeze. This helps keep a room's temperature consistent throughout the day and reduces the need for AC unit to run constantly. Right. So on average, the standard high-efficiency central air conditioning unit uses 3,500 watts of power when in use. Conversely, a fan only uses about 50 watts. So a fan certainly is not going to replace the air conditioning entirely, but it is going to help you or your tenant save money on electrical costs. One more thing we do with ceiling fans. When a tenant is coming up for renewal and that unit does not have ceiling fans, we offer to install fans in the bedrooms as an incentive to get them to renew their lease. And more often than not, that tenant is very pleased to be able to get those fans installed. And honestly, this is something that we would be doing anyway even if they didn't renew their... And I don't know about you, but lying in bed on a warm night, it's nice to have the air movement instead of just lying there with stagnant air. No, I... I, You know what? (laughs) As I've aged, I am am enjoying having the fan on at night. (laughs) So let's just leave it at that. All right. Okay, here are some tips we share with our tenants. 
Each year, we send our tenants an email in the beginning of June that lists all of our tips on how to battle hot weather in our units. If you'd like to download the email template we use, we will link it in the show notes. For air conditioning units, it is essential to know the greatest AC unit will cool your home off about 20 degrees less than the current temperature outside. So when the temperature is 90 degrees or higher, it's best not to lower the temp too low as it puts your air conditioner in an uphill fight trying to cool down your unit. Set your thermostat between 75 and 78 degrees or higher and try to cope with a little bit of heat. Turn your thermostat fan switch to the on position rather than having it on auto. This will help circulate air inside the home and help rooms that are too hot. All right, so now we're going to talk a little bit about cross ventilation. So as a kid, my mom used to always have all the drapes drawn and during the day on a hot day. And in the evening, all the drapes were open, the windows were open, the whole nine yards, and it to cool the house down. When I got my own home and I was complaining about how hot it was, she would say, you have to cross ventilate. You have to cross ventilate. I had no idea what she meant. Finally got it figured out. And now I do as my mother says, and I cross ventilate. <laughs> you moms are pretty smart. Yeah, they are. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm going to talk to you like we are, like we are talking to our tenants and giving them the tips. So follow along. Keep the blinds closed in all the rooms to create an extra layer and keep that heat out. And then late in the evening, when the weather cools to around the same temp that the air conditioner is set at, turn your AC off. Next, open the blinds and windows, and if present, use the breeze outside to cool all the rooms. This method works best with cross ventilation, where you have windows opened on both sides of the home so the air can flow through and out of the unit. And for single-family homes, closing off unused areas and their air vents during the hottest part of the day is going to help concentrate the cool air and make the home more enjoyable and efficient. Well, your mom and my mom, she did the same thing. We're, we're pretty smart because I'm going to go back to one of our trips, back taking you back to Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. The Biltmore Estate. Gore, the largest private home in the U.S., I don't know, almost 40 bedrooms and over 40 bathrooms. This thing's gigantic. It's an amazing place. And it was built in 1895. Obviously, no air conditioning. So during that era, windows and doors were strategically placed to maximize cross-ventilation. They would also close off the hottest parts of the home. Now, it gets pretty warm back there, and when we were visiting, it was in the 90s. It was August. And they still do not have air conditioning, and on top of that, you have a lot of people going through this place. And I got to tell you, even though it was not air-conditioned cold, it kept it pretty nice inside. So I think they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Maybe. I was still pretty hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's our appliance use tips. Do not use appliances, or if you must, do them early in the day or later at night. The heat from operating an oven, dishwasher, washer-dryer will significantly contribute to the discomfort in the home. You know the saying, it's not the heat, it's the humidity? Well, a lot of times it is the heat, but the humidity isn't doing you any favors. If your rental units are in a high humidity climate, 
you know the humidity can make the summer heat feel even worse. 90 degrees up in the mountains around Tahoe or in the desert in Arizona feels much different than 90 degrees in South Carolina. Oh, please. Especially when you're doing a college move-in. Believe us, we've experienced them all. Oh, nightmare. And since humidity decreases the rate at which your sweat evaporates, we often feel much hotter and sweatier in humid months. Suggest your tenants purchase a dehumidifier. It won't reduce the room temperature, but it helps control the sticky, thick air that makes hot days that much more uncomfortable. Now, one more quick tip from our spring maintenance episode. Replace your air filters. The cleaner the filter, the easier the air will circulate throughout the unit. It also keeps the air conditioning unit itself running better. It won't have to work as hard and decreases the chance of failures when the filter is clear of dust and everything else that can get in there. That's so that's why they say to change the filters once a quarter. So we need to do that. It's on our list. All right, we're winding down now. And here are some health tips that we recommend to our tenants. Stay hydrated. Be aware. Symptoms of heat exhaustion are feeling dizzy or faint, excessive sweating, cool, pale, clammy skin, and muscle cramps. Treat these symptoms by drinking water and cooling your body with a fan or air conditioning unit or by placing an ice or gel pack on the back of your neck. Heat stroke symptoms are more serious, such as throbbing headaches, you're not sweating, you have red hot dry skin, you have a rapid strong pulse, or you lose consciousness. If anybody's experiencing any of these symptoms, you should call 911 or seek medical attention right away. Helping your tenants stay cool in a heat wave is just good general customer service, and it's in your best interest to help them maintain your unit and their health. Because the more they spend on running their air conditioning each month, the harder it is for them to make rent. Okay, so this was a rather short one this week, and sometimes it's nice to just throw a simple tip out there to you and not have to take up too much of your time. Again, we have an email template that we send our tenants, and we have created it as a free download for anyone who would like it. Just update it and include what is pertinent to your unit, and you're all set. The link is in the show notes. And if you'd like to receive the link for our podcast in your email each week, you can subscribe to our free newsletter, Landlord Weekly. It comes out every Tuesday and includes tips, early access to our blogs, landlord-specific articles written by other industry pros, our favorite landlord products, and the most recent link to the podcast. We will include the link to subscribe in the show notes along with the email template. Lastly, thank you very much for listening. We are here to help you on your landlord journey. If you would hit that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform or share the podcast with another rental property owner, it would really help us reach other landlords and continue to help and guide them to an organized, professional, and streamlined rental property business. This is Stacy, and I'm here with Kevin. Hang in there. You got this, landlords. 